You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Support Dear Pat's Nation in style by gearing yourself up with some DPN merchandise over at teesprings.com slash stores slash DPN. We have left the link in the description of this YouTube video and on the podcast. Support for Dear Pat's Nation is brought to you by Newsbreak. When you download the Newsbreak app directly from the link that we've left you in the description, it directly supports Dear Pat's Nation. There are no hidden fees. This app and all its features are 100% free. You can watch all the Dear Pat's Nation content and stay up to date with all of your local news for free. So support Dear Pat's Nation by downloading the free Newsbreak app with the link that we've left in the description. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And we're back. Yes, we are. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Ram with my boy Connor. And welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast on this, I don't know what it's like, were you, rainy day here on August the 8th in Canada? Yeah, it's just cloudy here. No rain. There's been a lot of rain, though. All summer. Have you guys gotten it, too? All summer, yeah. It's been such a rainy summer. Oh, man. Oh, Connor, not a good day at training camp, buddy. No, I I just read that a little while ago. Definitely not. Long snapper Joe Cordona yep. left with injury. Not good. Tight end Hunter Henry left with injury. Not good. Center David Andrews. Really not good. Went left with injury. Thoughts? Not good. Very not good and extremely not good. Um, I mean... The only upside to this is they're still five and a half weeks away or whatever it is. Actually, no, today's Sunday. I think it's five weeks from today away from playing, so they do have time to get right as long as they aren't serious injuries, but obviously not a good sign to see any of these guys go down. No, it's not. Let me ask you this. What do you think is the most serious of them all? As far as the player goes or as far as the injury? As far as the player goes. I'd say David Andrews. I mean, Hunter Henry is obviously a big one, but, I mean, David Andrews is just an anchor on the offensive line, man. I really don't want to see him have any sort of health issues this year. I actually rank it David Andrews, Joe Cordona, Hunter Henry. I actually have Hunter Henry last on the list. I mean, at least at tight end, they're pretty deep, depending on how Dalton Keene and Devin Asiasi end up being. But I think Jonu Smith's going to be the the top guy. But also, they did have the plan of, like, Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry, obviously, being that crazy two tight end set. Apparently, Matt Lacoste stepped in. He's still around? Yeah, he's still on the team. They haven't kicked him to the curb? They have not. I also believe Dalton Keene might be out for the year, buddy. Oh, really? 
Yeah, that's That'd what be I all right. heard. That would, that would be all right. The year. But Devin Asiasi returned to practice today, okay. which is probably why Matt Lacoste got the opportunity. But yeah, that's my piece is there's now some cons- – if David, if this is a serious injury for David Andrews, there's now some concern on the offensive line. Yep. Now, Ted Karras is out with an injury right now. He's the backup center. So I think it was like James Fernets that came in to play to play center today. Obviously, that's not ideal if you're the Patriots. Right. And I think that Ted Karras did a fine job as the backup for David Andrews. And I believe that he's a fine backup as a center. My issue is, is what we saw that in 2019 when Andrews was out with his blood clots was the interior part of the line then becomes kind of scary because there's no real, like Fournette's is the next man up after Ted Karras. Right. And then you're getting into your third, fourth string tackle or, or, or offensive lineman. And I don't want to relive the Marshall Newhouse era. I was just going to say that we're starting to get into the Marshall Newhouses of the world at that point. Probably still a little bit of a step above him just because he's the bottom of the barrel. But yeah, he's down. It gets scary quick. And then James Cardona, I mean, special teams is big for the Patriots. We know that it special is. teams is big for the Patriots. They believe in special teams. And Joe Cardona has to be in line with whoever's taking the snap for the field goals, has to be in line with Jake Bailey as a punter. Right. I believe I saw today that Dietrich Weiss was the field goal snapper and Johnny Smith was the punting snap. Uh, snapper. So, so they don't have a real backup at all. Well, you never really do for your long snapper. Right, I know you only keep one guy, I imagine. It could possibly have been David Andrews, but both of them went out today. Right. Yeah, that's that's tough, man. Hopefully these injuries aren't serious. Are there any reports like saying one way or the other yet? No, not yet. Nothing. We'll probably have Nothing. more about that on that tomorrow. But right. yeah, I mean, uh, they had padded practice and they were just, just dropping like flies today. Yeah, not a good start. Connor, we've got a bit of a channel update, man. We do. We started a new YouTube channel today. Yeah, buddy. Called the Patriots News Desk. As a lot of you know, we are, Connor and I uh, have a contract with Newsbreak. Yep. It's, we are contractually obligated to help them and, uh, or to uh, make videos for them. And we were clogging up a lot of stuff here on this channel. And we're trying to keep the Deer Pats Nation channel really to be about our podcast and that kind of thing. So we started a brand new channel day called the Patriots news desk. We'll just be short form videos for the most part. It's me doing it. Uh, but Connor will come on from time to time, yep. uh, but yeah, we are just, uh, it's going to be shorter news videos, just kind of breaking down the news of the day really quickly. We got our first two videos up there right now. Uh, we talked, I talked about the injuries and I also spoke about, uh, Nikhil Harry and just how, he said today that he is uh, doesn't care what the doubters have to say. As he shouldn't. As he shouldn't. We've been having a really good. And I talked about how the kind of camp he's been having, and I'll probably drop one about Cam Newton as well. You can find that on our Patriots News Desk YouTube page. I just added the link to this podcast uh, on the YouTube channel. If you're watching right now, you might have to refresh the page and it'll be there. We ask you to go please subscribe. It's called the Patriots News Desk. Some of you are already subscribed because it was some other project that Connor and I never started, but you all went nice. and subscribed to it. Nice. We actually started this one. So you can find it on our YouTube page or you can find it on Newsbreak. Uh, whatever it may be, but we're keeping this channel specifically for the podcast. And so make sure you check out our other channel, the Patriots News Desk. News Desk. Stay up to date with all the Patriots news on the Patriots News Desk. We left a link in the description. 
And uh, listen, the Dear Pats Nation podcast is a fan-driven podcast, and we want to let you know now how you can become the content director of the podcast, the content, the content director, Connor. Can you believe we're yes, giving them sir. this opportunity? We certainly are. If you would like two exclusive Dear Pats Nation live streams a month and a chance to be our content director, let me take a second and explain to you how you can get these perks. Being a member of the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club gives you the perks to dictate the content that you see. For only $5 a month, you get an exclusive live stream every second Friday when you have the uh, you have the, have the opportunity to watch and participate in the chat or join Connor and I on the screen and talk to us directly. Outside of the live stream, you will dictate the Dear Pats Nation podcast. From Sunday to Thursday, we post a Q&A post on the Patreon and have our Patreon members give us topics and ask the questions they want us to talk about. We address every single one on the podcast. We'll also post the video of this podcast up for there for members to watch and leave comments that we will also address the next time that we're on. So come join the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club on Patreon and be our content directors and tell us what we should be talking about. We've left a link to our Patreon page in the description. You can also give your opinion or drop a question on YouTube by sending a super chat during the live stream. So Connor, let's just jump right into it yes sir we actually have a super chat too excellent thank you from our friend joe kinkato 21 he says hey fellas is keen a foxborough flu thing or is it legit and is Kara's still out with the leg injury i don't know about dalton keen i know that he's had some injury issues in the past Uh, i should say thank you for the the super chat by the way uh he's had some injury issues in the past we know he struggled with it last year i don't believe he's foxborough flu because they were working out other tight ends as well to have camp guard to have camp guys in at tight end and practice guys in at tight end. I think that Keen is just dealing with an injury right now. And I think that I think if they could have him on the field to work out, they would. I don't think he's trying right. to hide Dalton Keen at this moment. The Foxborough flu is usually set up for guys he's trying to hide. With Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith on there, I don't think you're trying to hide Keen. You're trying to see what he's got. I thought that Dalton Keen might have been competing with Jakob Johnson for the fullback position so the fact that he's not out there doesn't i don't it doesn't bode well for him and i don't think it's foxborough flu connor you want to add to that yeah i mean i i think if dalton keen could be out there he would because they're gonna they're gonna be having a competition for who's gonna make this team you know i expect them to carry probably four tight ends but i mean i i forgot all about matt lacoste and we have dalton keen we have Devin asiasi i mean somebody's gonna be the odd man out so i would imagine if if he can be out there bill wants him out there Yep, uh, and I do believe that Karras is still out with the leg injury. Yes, I think that's correct, Joe. So hope hopefully he's fine as well. I mean, we have a good amount of time for them to start to get healthy, so I think we'll see over the next couple of weeks who's going to be a serious injury and who's not. Yep, absolutely. All right, thanks, Connor. Thank you, sir. Uh, back over to the Patreon page. So we did post today. Tell us what to talk about. Drop your comments and questions that you want us to answer on the podcast tonight. So Love Vibration Nation says, I believe the key to the Patriots' success this year will be scoring 27 or more points. This defense is talented and versatile. Balachek is going to be dialing up some exotic blitzes with the confidence of our defensive backs can give us decent coverage as pressure is exerted on the opposing quarterback. Connor, I actually have a big opinion on this. I don't know if you want to okay. go first or you want to let me go first. Um, I mean, mine's somewhat brief. I mean, I don't think they're going to need to score that many points. I think they're going to be more of a defensive team, but I think that's definitely a safe bet. If the offense can put up 27 points, I think they should win. They will, we'll see them in the playoffs, the AFC championship, possibly the Super Bowl if the offense is that good. Cause I think they're going to be more of a defensive team. 
Yes, if the Patriots score 27 or more points a game, I believe the Patriots will go undefeated, if that's right. what they're averaging. Uh, I believe that this Patriots team, to have a winning record, would only have to average about 23 points a game because I think that the defense is going to let up less than that. I could, I actually believe that this Patriots defense, assuming that Stephon Gilmore is playing this year because I think he's going to be a key piece to that Patriots defense, right. assuming that Stephon Gilmore is playing and starting for the Patriots, I believe that this Patriots team is going to average less than 20 points a game on as a, as a defense. No, I, I think so too. I, I'm very confident in the defense. Thomas says, how much of a problem is Dalton Keene out on the injury list for the team? Uh, we just kind of addressed yeah. that, but I didn't actually talk about the problem. Uh, obviously, with Hunter Henry going down today, they probably would have liked to see him in that position. However, I will throw out there that Dalton Keene is more the Johnu Smith role and not the Hunter Henry role. And so that's more of the Devin Asiasi, Matt Lacoste type of player. So I don't know at this point how important he would have been or how much of a problem it is he's on the injury list. The Patriots are pretty deep at tight end. We heard that Asiasi really stepped up at minicamp and it looked like he was kind of taking his role over. I want to give Asiasi especially another opportunity to try to compete with this team because when you think about his rookie season last year, um, it all the things we talked about with Cam Newton minus catching COVID just add in put you know replace Newton with Devin Asiasi right no camp no preseason yada yada you're coming into a yeah. complicated offense uh, so I don't know how much I don't think it's that much of a problem at least in my opinion yeah I'm I'm not overly concerned about that either because I think he's going to be more towards the bottom of the depth chart anyways so I mean obviously it'd be good if he was healthy but. Uh, I'm just more concerned about John U. Smith, Hunter Henry, and them running that two tight end set. After that, I, I think they're going to be able to put anyone out there as, as the third string tight end and have them contribute in a very small role. Love Vibration Nation says, will the Patriots defense lead the league in sacks and or interceptions? Oof. I hope so. First. I, I hope so. so. I love uh, that you're No analytics. Just I hope so. The really I mean, good possibility. There's, there's, there's a chance. I mean, they, they definitely can. I mean, we, we look at the talent that they have, especially at linebacker. They went out there and drafted Christian Barmore. If he can be a beast up the middle, I mean, I think Matt Judon's going to have a ton of sacks. I think Kyle Van Noy, you know, uh, Dante Hightower, obviously. Josh Uche, I think, will, will take a step up. They, they're going to be able to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback, so I don't think it's far-fetched. I think when you combine Josh Uche... Dante Hightower, Kyle Van Noy, Matt Judon, Ronnie Perkins. Yep. Devin Gotcha, Christian Barmore. I think the Patriots are going to have a fantastic pass rush, but I don't think that's going to lead to the sacks record in the NFL. I think, again, assuming that Stephon Gilmore is on the field, that's going to lead to the interceptions, that the Patriots could lead the league in interceptions. JC Jackson, who could hopefully play in that number two spot, because yeah. as a lot of people know, I don't have full confidence in him. I think he's an elite number two and a really good number one. I'd love to see him stay in his elite position at number two, be a ball hawk and just intercept six, seven, eight, even 10 balls this year. Stephon Gilmore on the other side, taking on the best players, not getting thrown out a whole lot. But right. when he is, have an opportunity to pick him off. Uh, I think that they're going to lead the league in interceptions, not in sacks. I'll, I'll take either. Great analysis. I'll take you there. All right. I'm going to let you take this question first. Okay. Okay. Love Vibration Nation says, how realistic is it that the Patriots are the number one rushing team in the NFL? How realistic? Ooh. 
I think they'll be up there in the top, possibly the top five. I don't think they'll be number one, to be perfectly honest with you. I think it might be the Cleveland Browns. They have an absolutely fantastic offensive line, and they have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I think Nick Chubb's one of the best running backs in the league. I think he's going to rack up like 1,500 yards this year. But I think the Patriots also have a very good offensive line. Cam Newton's going to run the ball a lot. I think uh, Damian Harris is going to have a great year. So uh, I think they'll be up there, top five, definitely top ten, but I, I don't think they'll be number one. I think the Patriots and the Browns will be fighting it out for like the second spot, third spot, fourth spot, that kind of area. Yeah. Because like the Browns, the Patriots do have people to throw the football to. Don't forget the Browns have Baker Mayfield at quarterback. They have Jarvis Landry. They have Odell Beckham Jr. Right. They have uh, the old Atlanta tight end there. I forget his name. but Hooper. They, Hooper. Austin, Austin Hooper? No. Uh, I think it is Austin Hooper. Yeah, Austin Hooper. They have guys to throw the football to, so it's not going to be just a run every down kind of team. Right. Same with the Patriots. You know who is going to run the ball two out of three downs? The Tennessee Titans. Oh, Derrick yeah. Henry is still going to be leading that team. He's still going to be competing for the MVP. I know that they tr- they just made it. They made a trade for somebody. Uh, which wide receiver did they make the trade for? Whoever they added to their team. Julio Jones. Who- Julio Jones. Yeah. They're going to be able to throw him the ball, but they lost Johnny Smith. I think they lost. Was it Corey Davis that they lost? Or was that the Panthers that lost? Uh, no, that was uh, the Tennessee Titans, I believe. They lost Corey Davis. So they lost two pieces of the, the passing offense to Julio Jones. That offense is still, even with Julio Jones, is still going to run through Derrick Henry, and I think they're going to lead the league in, rush, in, uh, in rushing. Yeah. Yep. I wasn't even thinking of them, but I think he's going to be fine. Love Vibration Nation says, will Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry be the best tight end tandem in the league when we measure output and productivity? So a two-part answer for me here. If Hunter Henry can stay healthy, because that is a concern of ours, it was a concern of ours heading into this season, can he stay healthy? He's never played an entire season since he's come into the league. So that's number one. Number two, I think together they probably will be the best tandem, but I don't know if we're going to see the best numbers out of either one because you're still going up against the George Kittles and Travis Kelsey's of the world. who I think numbers could be better than those two, but tandemly from output and productivity when it, and everything, right? I mean, George Kittle is different than Travis Kelsey because George Kittle can block, he can catch, he can run, he can do a whole lot of things. Uh, but like Hunter Henry, he's been dealing with some injury issues, uh, especially last season. I think, though, where Smith and Hunter Henry are better than, say, like a Travis Kelsey is that they're going to contribute both in the run game and the passing game. They're, they're both capable of, of doing both. And Hunter, just so you know, Jonu Smith, I predicted, what, a week, like, a month ago that I thought he was going to take some snaps at running back and run the football. He's been taking snaps in practice at running back. So, and that's where the productivity is going to come. So yeah, I think they could be, but the numbers may not dictate that, but I think the output and productivity will see it. Yeah. I I don't know if we'll be able to measure it like you want. Right. Right. I, I think it's going to be difficult as well. I think as far as the duo goes, they're going to be the best duo in the entire NFL for sure. Cause I can't really think of another duo. There are a lot of teams who don't even have a good starting like tight end on their roster, never mind two. But then obviously there's the Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Darren Wallers of the world, who I think are going to have, you know, a hundred yard, I mean, a hundred catches, thousand yard seasons and put up huge numbers. But I think between the two of them, they're, they're going to have that type of production. Just remember all of the questions we are answering, questions and comments we are answering right now come from our Patreon members and Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members on Patreon for $5 a month. You can dictate the content that you see. 
you we every day we will make a post you will leave your comments and questions that will be the topics for the podcast you can also get your opinion in or drop a question by sending it to super chat through the live stream on youtube so thomas over on patreon says what are your expectations for the washington game connor we'll start with you on this one the preseason game he's he's talking about yes against washington on thursday which by the way i'll put in a little caveat yep Ron Rivera said today that he's planning on playing his starters. So I think we should oh, expect really? the Patriots to play their starters. Um, yeah, I, I think they'll at least come out and play a couple drives. So I'm looking forward to seeing Cam Newton in the offense. I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, hopefully Hunter Henry will be out there, but John U. Smith, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, all of, you know, the, the big name stars that they went out and signed in the offseason. That's all I really want to see is just how they're looking and how they're gelling out there as far as like chemistry goes. And then I'll watch the third and fourth quarter and see if there's anybody out there that looks like they might be an underdog who's going to make the team. But other than that, I don't have very like high, like not high expectations, but I don't have a lot of expectations for the game. I'm not looking for stats. I'm not looking for touchdowns. I'm not looking for scores. I'm looking for consistency both on the offense and the defense. I'm looking at how both teams gel together on the offense and defense. Right. And then I'm, I don't want to say I'm looking forward to it, but then I'm also going to looking forward, looking at those later quarters where we're going to start seeing those fourth and fifth guys who are fighting for a spot on the team. Of course, again, with injuries coming up, like uh, McMillan is out now, right? Yep. For, for the year with his ACL, which disappointed me because as a lot of, you know, I'm an Ohio state fan and I was so excited for an OSU guy to finally be getting some real viable playing time for Bill Belichick, but he's out for the year now. That's going to open up some opportunities for some guys to to maybe compete for a position. We've heard some things from like Wilkinson and Isaiah Zuber from the receiver standpoints. So we want to see how they do. And what I'm going to be really interested in, Connor, for real, because I think there's going to be a major overreaction from the media and the fan base is who's the starting quarterback for the first snap of the oh, game if the yes. starters are in the field. Because if right. Matt Jones starts that game right. and all the starters are out there and Cam Newton comes in after or doesn't play at all, there's going to be a lot of people believing that Mac Jones is the guy. I'm also wondering if Bill Belichick will be doing some gamesmanship during preseason and maybe making it look like Cam Newton's going or Mac Jones is going to be the starter. Right. Yeah. And it's going to be a massive overreaction regardless, I think. Either way, no matter what happens, there's going to be a huge stir going on because of it. I, I agree 100%. Love Vibration Nation says, who will have the better average yak, Smith, Bourne, or Myers? Nelson Aguilar, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> I know he's not um, on the list, but Nelson Aguilar. But I think from yak yards, I think it's going to be, for me, it's going to be uh, Johnu Smith, because once yeah. he gets rolling up the field, he gets a lot of yak yeah, yards. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. I think Myers and Bourne will both be very good, but I mean Johnu Smith is just such like a physical specimen. Like he's gonna like run people over. I think like Gronk did, kind of like throwing people aside. I don't think obviously Bourne and Myers are gonna have that type of strength, but I think they'll be pretty elusive. But I think Johnu Smith, as far as yak goes, it's definitely gonna be him. Love Vibration Nation asks, what is Chase Winovich's trade value and when should we trade him? I got something to say about this, Connor. Do you <laughs> go first or second? Yeah, you can go first. I think if you were to trade Chase Winovich right now, he's worth what they paid for him, a third-round pick. I think right. the team out there would give him a third-round pick. I would actually like to see Chase Winovich make this team. I'd actually like to see him get some viable playing time. I'd like him to be successful during that playtime, even if it's sparse. 
because I think at the trade deadline, if a team's got some injuries or they feel like they're a pass rusher away or they need a spark on their defense to get to that next level, I think that Chase Winovich could be worth a second-round draft pick. However, they're not going to get a second-round draft pick now, but I really do think he's worth a third or a fourth to move him now because I think you can look at Winovich and just say, hey, he's really good, but Josh Uche, Ronnie Perkins, Matt Judon, Kyle Van Noy, they all kind of rank over him. And I, But I think that they could get a third now possibly a high fourth but i think that they could bump him all the way up to a second round pick if somebody is desperate at the trade deadline right i mean right right now i was gonna say a fourth just thinking about it but i i don't know what the market is i'm sure there are teams out there that are really struggling as far as the pass rush goes and they could use someone like chase winovich where it seems like the patriots might have him more towards the bottom of the depth chart he could go somewhere else and be more towards the top of the depth chart and make like an immediate impact for them so they might obviously be willing to a little you know, kind of overpay and give a third, possibly a second, maybe, especially if camp's not going well for some of these teams as far as like their exterior pass rush goes. But I, I don't know. I, I struggle with Chase Winovich just because of the moves that Bill Belichick made in the offseason and the draft. You know, it looks like he was doesn't have all that much confidence in him to go out there and draft Ronnie Perkins, sign Matt Judon, you know, bring back Kyle Van Noy. I know some of them are at the exact same position, but it just looks like he's kind of fading more towards the bottom of the depth chart we got to take a quick 30-second break here. Board for Deer Pats Nation is brought to you by Newsbreak. When you download the Newsbreak app directly from the link that we've left you in the description, it directly supports Deer Pats Nation. There are no hidden fees. This app and all its features are 100% free. You can watch all the Deer Pats Nation content and stay up to date with all of your local news for free. So support Dear Pats Nation by downloading the free Newsbreak app with the link that we've left in the description. Love Vibration Nation asks, has Matthew Judon only scratched the surface of his immense talent and will BB be able to bring him to the highest level like Van Noy? Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's what I'm exactly I'm hoping for. I think Bill Belichick, obviously, he targets like specific people that he really wants. I feel like Hunter Henry was one of them. Like he I had a feeling that he's going to go out and try and get him. I think Matt Judon's going to end up being one of those guys where Bill Belichick has been watching him in Baltimore and had an infatuation for him and thought, oh, my goodness, I could just imagine what I would do on defense if I had this guy. And I think that they're going to be a great fit. And Bill Belichick already has a plan in his mind of how he's going to use him since he signed him. And now we're going to see that come in September. I think it's a really good fit because Baltimore and New England run a very similar defense. They're a very defensive-minded coaching staff. Right. Both are special team coaches and special team aces who emphasize on defense. I think what we're going to see is I think it's a, a, a great marriage between Matthew Judon and the New England Patriots. However, I think what we saw in Baltimore is what we're going to see in New England, a really good pass rusher. Right. I don't think that there's any there's going to be some spark that we've never seen before. John Harbaugh is a good coach. Uh, Baltimore runs a similar defense and I think we've seen what we've seen and I think that what we're going to see though is is he's going to look explosive on New England because our pass rush has been so weak really the last that too outside of 2019 for the last yeah. four years five years. right right yeah the the pass rush has been very weak obviously last year in particular it was terrible but I think it's going to be massively different this year pass rush and run stop Thomas says Washington 
has lost its name. The Cleveland Indians are now the Guardians. Why is nobody outraged about the Chiefs? I think it's overreacting and steals away from the legacy of a team. Everybody laughs about Washington now, but fair is fair. So why do the why are the Chiefs still the Chiefs? This is an argument that I don't get into. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if if you really want my opinion on it, here's my opinion is there's a large majority of indigenous people out there who are offended by the name chiefs. It's obviously a reference towards indigenous and native Americans. Uh, they do things like the tomahawk chop, which is not good. They wear traditional headdresses of the indigenous people. And I think that, you know, it's just a matter of time for the, the Kansas city chiefs name to change. Right. And I, I really don't know why it's like some teams or other teams or, or whatever. I don't know why it was the the Cleveland Indians and then obviously Washington before. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it's the the Chiefs has haven't gotten that type of like heat put on them yet. But we'll we'll see what happens in the next couple of years. I really don't know why it was one team and not the other. Does love or love vibration nation says does Lawrence guy make the team and if he stays. Does he still have to start at his position with all the young guns coming for that position? Could he be a cap casualty? Uh, yes, he makes the team. No, he won't be a cap casualty. The the pay, Don't forget, Adam Butler is gone, so that freed up a right. position as well. But the Patriots also traditionally like to just rotate guys. So I, I think that uh, he Adam Butler and Lawrence Guy probably played more time than Bill Belichick actually would have wanted last season because he loves to rotate his defensive line, his yep. whole front seven for the most part. Right. So I just think you're going to see a steady rotation of guys going through. I think Lawrence Guy is going to be a big piece of this team. That's the exact reason why I think Lawrence Guy will be there. Bill Belichick is constantly rotating that line. You don't see a lot of those guys play like 80-plus percent of the snaps. We probably haven't seen that since Vince Wilfork was on the team. So I think he's going to continue to keep rotating these guys. Christian Barmore, Devin Gotcha, um, I, Lawrence Guy, I think a lot of these guys are going to be going in and out depending on whatever package they're running at that time. So I think he's still here. Love Vibration Nation says, will this year's success create as much haters as it will a new fan base for the Dynasty reboot? Quite possibly. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that we need to to get we need to reboot the Dynasty before any of that comes in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it's going to do to this team this year. It's really funny. After Tom Brady left the team, the Patriots became a little bit more liked or less hated, I guess you could call it. Right. Uh, there's probably also a big part of our annoying fan base that headed down to Tampa Bay. So we didn't have to deal, you know, with that either. Uh, truthfully, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. The, I, the Chiefs fans seem to be at the ire of people's hates right now, of people's hate right now. Right. Yeah. It's definitely been the passing of the guard in that, in that sense. Now it's Patrick Mahomes. It was Brady. Now it's going to be Andy Reid. It was Belichick. Now it's going to be the heats more on them than it is on the Patriots, but they got to start the dynasty 3.0 before it even gets to that point. And that starts this season. Well, they have to win. It. People hate winners. Yep. How many times have we said, oh, the Kansas City Chiefs fan base is so annoying, and Lawrence has said the same thing, right? Right. We never said that before they started no, winning. No, they were awesome when they were losing. Yeah, so people just hate winners. And, and, yep. and you know what? It's it's Think about how arrogant we got throughout the last 20 years. Other, For sure. Regular fan bases only get two or three years of arrogance, right? Like right. That's normal. What's not normal what we got to get uh, the last few years. Uh, we got a lot more to go here, Connor, so I'm just going to start flying through some of these if we can. All right. Uh, Love Vibration Nation says that Dalton Keene is out for the season, just like I predicted would happen here on Patreon comments. It's time for the it's time to part ways with the injury settlement. I don't necessarily disagree with that. 
Yeah, I mean, if that's the case and he just doesn't look like he's going to pan out, you already have Smith and Henry with long contracts over the next four years. Just cut ties and move on. Uh, Thomas asks, when will Gilmore get his contract? I think now that Xavier Howard has his contract, yep. I think that the I think that that's starting to signal the time for Stephon Gilmore to get his contract. Yeah, hope, hopefully that's kind of like set the market of what it should be, what a top top tier corner should be getting paid, and hopefully Gilmore will his agent will come out and Bill Belichick and make something work. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks before week one. I would love the Patriots to give Gilmore a contract that's incentive heavy. I mean, yep. when you think about the things to take into consideration when it comes to Gilmore's contract length yep. and guarantees, here's what I think is the ideal contract, Connor. Tell me what you think. Top 10, the lower end of top 10, like 10, 9, or 8 in guaranteed money. Yep. So not top 5 guaranteed, but sort of the 8, 9, 10 mark of guaranteed money, top 10 corners, plus heavy incentives. Yeah, on, like with, a th- on a three-year deal. Yeah, with the opportunity to get paid as the number one tight end if he hits all of the tiers, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's or, fair. Or, or cornerback. Right. Yeah, what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> if he if he hits all the tiers, a similar like structure, obviously much higher on the guarantee, but similar structure to Cam Newton's contract. Similar to what they did with Brady and Gronk near the end. Yeah, that too. Yep, speaking of tight ends, yeah, how Gronk got paid. Heavy incentives, plus like a, a fair guarantee, obviously. Yeah, and the best tight end the Patriots ever had, Tom Brady. That's right. He, he, I, although he wasn't great at catching the football. Actually, yeah, don't they always say that? The difference between the, the Super Bowl was Foles caught his pass and Brady did it? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Love Vibration Nation says, why does everyone think that Mac Jones' ceiling is the same as Kirk Cousins? Cousin isn't a bad player, but coming out of college, he had no championship pedigree while Mac won the national title. Mac also has a much higher ability to react to pre-snap and a higher level of understanding than Cousins had as a rookie. People are sleeping on Jones. All the kid does is work to get better and master his craft. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's a slow white guy. Maybe that's why. I don't know. <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of. I don't think it's fair to compare him to Kirk Cousins just yet. I mean, he hasn't played at a, at a single pass in even a preseason game yet. So It's not fair to compare him to, to Kirk Cousins as much as it wasn't fair when people were trying to make Tom Brady comparisons. Right. Right? Like, you can't make those comparisons. No, the thing is, is nobody wants the player to be the player. Nobody wants to be who they are. Everybody wants to make that comparison. This is the next Tom Brady. The next oh, yeah. Yep. Kill, the next right. Kirk Cousins. The next Ben Roethlisberger. There's, you know, who was the last Ben Roethlisberger? Who was the last Tom Brady? Who was the last Tyreek yeah. Hill? Yeah. Everybody I don't is know. different. Players are players of their own people, man. Right. Thomas says, Sebastian Vollmer is commenting in the preseason games for the Patriots. In my opinion, he was such a good tackle and bodyguard for Brady. Your thoughts? A good good German boy? You know yeah. Thomas would like him because just Germans just love Sebastian Vollmer. Right. I forgot about Sebastian Vollmer, but yeah, he was a beast for a few years. I remember him. He was enormous. So he's commenting for uh, preseason? Yes, I believe so. Good for him, man. Yeah, Sebastian Vollmer was a beast. I hope we can hear him and not Zolak. I know. Hopefully, right? <laughs> Oh, Zol- Zolak swore at me on Twitter. Did he? Yeah, I just I was Test pissing out. people off the other day. It happens. I know you don't. I know you don't believe it, but yeah, it's hard. It is hard to believe. So I I, I do find that a little alarming that he swore at you. Yeah, and do you find it alarming that I I actually had a Twitter beef? Like I'm so, that is that is very uh very surprising. I'm so gentle on Twitter. That's what I figured. You know. You mean you see my stuff? Yeah. Did you like my tweet I put out today? 
I wasn't on Twitter much today. Okay, I, I put out a tweet today it. and said, in the last 12 months, we've been fired by Sportscaster. Oh, I did see this one. We yeah. had our salaries <laughs> cut from Newsbreak. Right. We were dumped from Manscaped and Street Brew, and people said we wouldn't make it calm. I know. <laughs> we've taken a beating over these last 12 months. It's been a rough 12 months. It's been yes. a rough 12 months. It was around this time last year that things were like really good. Yes. Yep. That, that we got the... This is when we got the, we became the, fe- well, we were the top performing, top performers on Sportscaster. We were given the featured podcast point. We were yep. both given a hefty pay raise. Everything was great. And then a couple months later, it all just went downhill. Came, came crashing back to earth. Love Vibration Nation says, does the, does the positive mental attitude this year give the current Patriots roster a decided advantage over the 2019 most unhappy 8-0 circle of trust team? I sure hope so, man. I sure hope so. He's taking I, a shot at Tom Brady there. I I know, but I mean, I, are you going to address that, or are you going to avoid it? Because I know that you're you're a big Tom Brady. How can how can you be a Patriots fan and not be? But to, Tom Brady at that time, they came out and said he was unhappy. Obviously, if your quarterback, the captain, the guy who's been on the team forever, is isn't happy, and the other players start to know it, I mean, that's going to kind of you know rub off on everyone else. So obviously, if that's gone now and they have the same type of talent, you know, it's it's probably better off as far as like morale goes. He ruined Josh Boyce's career. Outside of that, though, he was he was pretty good for the Patriots. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, listen, I like to poke fun at the unhappiest quarterback thing. Like, it's just, it's fun. I know it irritates people when I do it. It irritates Connor when I do it. I can always tell. Um, Brady offensively had a reason to be frustrated with that offense that year. Things just weren't working. Antonio Brown went crazy. Josh Gordon Josh, went crazy. Yeah. Mohamed Sanu couldn't Sanu catch stunk. the football. Edelman was hurt and had more drops than he ever had before. Nikhil Harry was a bust. Philip Dorsett just fell off the face of the earth after a strong start. You know, Jacoby Myers was okay, but he didn't want to play with rookies and all that kind of stuff. So I get, I, I didn't, I didn't like that he was unhappy. Like you're right. eight, no, you shouldn't be unhappy at eight, no. Right. I'm sure a lot of it too was he just wanted out of New England. We all know that whole story, so it is what it is. I think there's going to be a lot of positivity going into this year. You got Cam Newton. I think even if Cam Newton's on the bench come week six, there's going to be a lot of positivity just because of who he is. I don't think he's going to allow him to take the team down. He, he's just not that kind of guy. But right. I do believe Cam Newton will be playing week six, just so no one jumps down my throat. I believe he will be playing week six. But let's say he's not and, and Mac Jones has taken over because whatever happened, I still think there's going to be a lot of positivity on this team. Yeah, I, I do too. Just the overall vibe and so far what we've seen just in the in the, uh, the preseason even started yet, but the um, training camp, it seems like things are loose. The guys are happy. Chemistry is good. So. Love Vibration Nation says, that's all I got, guys. He's lying, by the way. He says, that's all I got, guys. It's 5.30 a.m. here, and I haven't slept yet because I've been okay. working on new music. Nice. I hope I helped. You can make my check to Marco DeCristo, President Love Vibration Nation. Jokes. Love you guys. Love you guys. <laughs> Go we love you, but this is the yes, whole point. Sir. We, Connor and I, have discovered a way to do no work. Right. We're like, hey, let's just tell the Patreon crowd, ask questions and comments, and we'll answer them. That's actually a good plan, right? <laughs> and that's the podcast. We've perfected it. Love Vibration Nation follows up <laughs> with one more. Just thought of it. 
Is Cam eligible for comeback player of the year? What are the qualifications? If he's decent and the team is winning, he can count on that trophy 100%. I don't know what the eligibility is. I don't know either. Pretend he is eligible. Do you think he can okay. win? Yeah, I definitely think he can win it. I mean, I don't know who else would be up for grabs as far as the comeback player of the year goes. But if he is eligible, then I would say I would say definitely. Although, I'm not sure because he did start the majority of the games last season, but... We'll we'll see. All right. The national uh, refers to a number of the National Football League Comeback Player of the Year award refers to a number of awards that are given to the National Football League player who has shown perseverance and overcoming adversity in the form of not being in the NFL the previous year, a oh, severe injury, okay. or simply poor performance. So oh. he played the whole year, though. So he could do it on the last one as the poor performance. But it has to be in the form of not being in oh. the NFL the previous oh, well, year. Okay, then he's yeah, he's definitely ineligible. Yes. So, yes, he is ineligible for the award. But if it was for overcoming perseverance, he absolutely had a chance to win that. Yeah. Remember, if you are watching this live on YouTube and you want to get your comments or questions in, drop a super chat at any time and we will answer them. Thomas says, because of you guys, I'm much better prepared for the season than any season before. Thank you so much. Thomas, thank thank you. you for validating us and making us feel good because yes, connor sir. and i need constant validation in our lives because that's correct we pretend like we're these big confident guys but we're not it's it's these comments that keep us going <laughs> <laughs> so we need you more than you need us here so that was it from the tell us what to talk about comments we do have one comment from our show on thursday episode 94 new england patriots max kellerman selects new england as dark horse to win the super bowl this comes from uk vibe uk win vibes all right says super bowl only if the offense can come together with mac jones taking oh. it back to short quick passes that is accurate and a hallmark of the Patriots offense. The season, the defense will be a top five elite defense. If the offense can become a top 10 offense, they are, are there may well be a Super Bowl, if not this year, then definitely next year. So obviously UK wins vibes, does not have faith in Cam Newton being able to execute that offense. I think that Cam Newton can execute that offense. Yep. Listen, Super Bowls are tough. I don't want, <laughs> as much as we're saying yes, the, the, the okay, hold on. As much as I'm saying the Patriots can be Super Bowl contenders. I don't want to push people down the wrong path or set up expectations and unrealistic expectations. I think that we should be very happy if the Patriots make the playoffs this year and make a bit of a run, maybe win a playoff game, win the East or come close. You know, if you're competing for the AFC East week 17 or week 18, I guess now, right. then I think I think you can you can count that as a successful year for any team. Um, I know we're used to winning championship after championship after championship, and we had a little bit of a debate about this on our uh, Patreon exclusive live stream Friday night when I asked, would you rather win the gold medal or or would you rather win the bronze medal or lose the gold medal? And, you know, because we're in the Super Bowl, so the Patriots are in the Super Bowl so much, a lot of people are like, oh, I want to go to the Super Bowl. And I was like, well, what if you're like the Detroit Lions and never go, right? Like, it's it's is there a point of going if you're not going to win? Um, uh, I don't want to set up expectations. Right. I mean, I, I think the Patriots obviously can. I agree with a lot of what he said, with the exception of it has to be Mac Jones. I think the Patriots will have a top five defense, and if they can have a top 10 offense, regardless of who the quarterback is, they're going to be in a very good position. They have great coaching. They have 
superior special teams. We know the defense should be very good. So if the offense, again, regardless of who the quarterback is, can be a top 10 offense, they should, based on all of that, make the playoffs. And then from there, anything can happen. They have a good team. They have a great coach. You know, let's, let's see what happens. But based on that, they, they can make the playoffs and then go from there. All right. Connor, are we good to close the chat and end the show? Yes, sir. Guys, that's all we've got for you today. Make sure you check out our other channel, the Patriots News Desk, where we post nothing but shorter videos talking about the newest Patriots news. And as always, tune into the Dear Pats Nation podcast stream live on YouTube Sunday through Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on the Dear Pats Nation YouTube channel. If you can't watch it live, you can watch the replay or you can download the podcast at 10 p.m. Eastern time wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget that you can be the content director and dictate what Connor and I talk about on the podcast by joining the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club on Patreon. We've left the link in the description. If you have a spare 30 seconds, please download the Newsbreak app in the link we've left in the description. I promise you it's 100% free, no subscription or any hidden fees, but every download from our link directly supports us. Uh, If you've gotten this far and you're still listening to me talk, then there must be something that you liked about today's show. Make sure you hit that like button. And if this is your first time, don't forget to subscribe. With all that being said, I only have one thing left to say. Connor, tell me about those Patriots. Legit, kid. Yeah, Yeah, buddy. buddy. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster. And not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. Because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.